to the podcast and the church set. My name is Dr. Monique Smith-Gatson, best known as Dr. Mo, a Christian licensed professional counselor specializing in marriage and family therapy. I'm your host for this weekly podcast where we discuss church and culture from a Christian counseling perspective. All of our insights are rooted biblically to foster emotional, mental, and spiritual health for individuals and churches. We aim to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Quite simply, we help the church help the people. Although I am a licensed clinician, this podcast is not intended to serve as therapy. We strongly encourage you to seek out your own personal relationship with a professional therapist. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. Hello, everyone. I am so glad to have you join us for the conversation today. I'm sorry if I do sound a bit nasally, but I am battling allergies in the midst of all of this craziness with the coronavirus that is going around. Thankfully, I've shown no signs of fever, but I am staying in and wearing my mask. But before coronavirus, there's always been seasonal allergies. So there's that. So do um, bear with me with my voice and sounding a little bit nasally and scratchy on today. But I'm so glad, again, that you're here for today's conversation. We are going to be talking about church, coronavirus, and community. It's a lot going on in society today. And across the world, we know that we are dealing with this coronavirus or COVID-19, or we're calling it COVID-19, and it's wrecking mayhem and disrupting what we have known as our daily routines. There is much uncertainty as we await what will be and how will we go back to doing life. We don't know what our new norm will be. So a few weeks ago, I talked with my mom and I had told her with this virus and the flu going around, I would hope that we will stop shaking hands and hugging people at church. And actually, I've been an advocate for us not shaking hands and hugging for a minute at church. And I will elaborate on that a little bit more a bit later in the podcast. But so now you can imagine how ecstatic I was in church on Sunday when it was announced from the pulpit that we would greet each other with holy bows and elbow bumps and just waving from afar. I was like, yes, finally, we are moving in the right direction amid this public health crisis, but also in the right direction for something that I personally would like to see us implement as churches. So as we have been preparing for this COVID-19 um, protocols have been put into place. We're supposed to wash our hands thoroughly for at least 20 seconds. We are sanitizing our hands. There are more sanitizing stations. Um, even as we entered into church, as soon as we walked into the church, the doors were already open, but there were sanitizing stations right there upon our entrance. Um, we have been advised to implement social distancing. We are self-quarantined if we have been exposed or if we are showing signs of being sick ourselves. And we are encouraged to give electronically to minimize the passing of the collection plate in church. 
So we are doing our due diligence as we try to lessen the spread of this pandemic. So as the church, we are saying these are the things we need to do to keep the community safe and healthy. We want the community to be safe. We want them to be comfortable and we want everyone to feel secure. Now, let me go back to why I've been a proponent of no handshaking or hugging at church. This comes from having sat with clients for years upon years who unfortunately um, in the counseling office will discuss how awkward this time of the worship service will make them feel, especially for those who have been victims of abuse. There are those who have been preyed upon, and that's not with the letter A, but with the letter E, P-R-E-Y, preyed upon, being recipients of long hugs, lingering rubs against one's back, and someone holding on to their hand as though they won't let go. There are those people who are unfamiliar with people in the church community, and they may want to maintain a social distance until they become more familiar with others in this community. And we have those who self-quarantine, and I'm doing little air quotes there, um, due to what they've been exposed to in their lives. They may isolate themselves due to rejection, and some have also experienced exploitation. If we as the church want people to feel safe and secure in our community of believers, we really need to consider what are going to be the protocols that we establish to make people feel safe. We so often talk about how important community is and getting people involved in community, but have we thought about, is the community ready? Are we really ready to open our doors, confident that our environment is safe? Not only for those who may be um, at risk or exposed, are those who are vulnerable? Are we ready to open our doors, confident that they will feel secure? Has it been sanitized? Does that environment feel welcoming and not overwhelming? Has it been wiped down? Are there obvious lines of defense as soon as one walks into the door? Who are the first people that we are greeted with? Are they pleasant? Are they friendly? Do they make us feel welcome? Does a person get a sense of nothing here would be forced upon you? That this person can feel a sense of protection? So we know that the church is faced with several challenges of generations of unchurched individuals, um, there are generations that have exited the church, deeming that the church no longer has significance. There are those who have been hurt by church mem members or the community. And I could just go on and on about so many of the issues that the church is facing. So how do these discussions need to be formulated? What are the practical questions we need to ask. How to greet people 
how to respect an individual's personal space, especially for someone who might have been um, abused or attacked, how to be more inviting instead of intrusive. How do we consider those who might be leery of entering the community due to trauma or abuses or rejection? We are saying, come and be a part of this church family. But what if family for some have meant heartache and pain? I think the same way we have worked to safeguard our churches and communities against this COVID-19, we need to consider the same level of preparation for the emotional and mental health of our individuals. First of all, does our church look like Jesus? Is this community of believers reflecting the love and the life and the character of Christ? We need to think strategically and intentionally to prepare our community to be healthy and receptive to those we are trying to welcome into the fold. And once in the fold, there should be not only a systematic process of spiritual growth, but individual growth as well. So as we are in this season of dealing with this coronavirus outbreak, please do be safe as you are being asked to remain sequestered, but also take this time of isolation, this time of separation to really reflect on your being and your doing as part of a larger group and community. While you are considering ways to keep yourself and others physically safe, think about how that looks for you to contribute to the emotional or mental well-being of other individuals, the communities in which you are a part. And most importantly, does it look like Christ? 1 Corinthians 12, verse 27 says, now you are the body of Christ and individual members of it. What do the individual members that make up the whole look like? What do the individual members contribute to the body? Are you contributing behaviors that are emotionally and mentally and physically considering the well-being of others? I think this is something for us to think about during this time of isolation. I think it's something to pray and ask us, God, what are you doing in the midst of this? It's interesting that it is taking a literal cleaning of not only churches, but other places, businesses and schools and other places that we frequent, venues, entertainment venues. It's so interesting that it is requiring this level of cleanliness and sterilization to keep people safe. And I, I usually think about things in a parallel symbolically. And I'm just wondering, what is the symbolism behind all of this? Churches having to be cleaned out. Members are having to be um, 
asked not to come. We're having to empty out to clean up, clean out. Yeah, I just wonder what is God doing during this? I just wonder what is he saying to us during this time? I will be doing a series on how I imagine um, building a beloved community will look like on the next few podcasts. This will include some guests as well as some of my own personal insights. So I just wonder after you've heard these, these thoughts, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? And the church said, what will you say? Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of And the Church Said. And until next time, let anyone who has ears to hear listen to what the Spirit says to the churches.